I'm Brad. I'm Justin. And I'm the Cinemaiden. We're just three friends hanging out, chatting movies. We are the Cinema Guys. Welcome to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of The Cinema Guys. If this is your first time in, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode than normal. Usually it is myself, Justin, and The Cinemaiden, and we sit down and just talk movies and have fun. But this week I am taking over because I once again attended Horror Hound Weekend here in Cincinnati. I did this in March and we had a second show here in Cincinnati in September. Usually it's March in Cincinnati, September in Indianapolis, but we got it twice here. So I will be talking about the films that I watched during the Horror Hound Film Festival because that is usually where I spend most of my time. And then I have a few interviews with some of the filmmakers. And I will say, if you're returning to listen to another episode. We love having you back. Hey, before I jump into my time at Horror Hound, make sure you watch our social media. Just go to wearethecinemaguys.com. You can connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I have two movies that I'm going to have digital codes for. One is for a horror film called Margot. Margot is now on digital and on demand. A group of friends celebrate their final college days in a vacation home equipped with an advanced AI system that develops a deadly mind of its own. Madison Pettis and Vanessa Morgan star in Margot from Paramount Pictures. And the second one I have is for Confess Fletch, which is now in theaters on digital and on demand, and it stars John Hamm as the charming Fletch an investigative reporter who becomes the prime suspect in a murder case and must figure out who really done it in this fun comedy romp from Miramax. I have a digital code for Confess Fletch and a code to watch Margot. Just follow our social medias. I will be doing a contest for them soon. You won't want to miss those. All right, let's dive into Horror Hound Weekend. Now, this is a convention that, like I said, it's usually in Cincinnati in March and Indianapolis in September. I attended the March Horror Hound, which you can go back and listen to that episode where I went through some of the films that I watched during that time and including movies such as Crabs and Woodland Gray, and many others. A lot of short. I watch a lot of short films as well that play before a lot of these features. So every time I go to Horror Hound, I typically focus on the Horror Hound Film Fest, which the amazing Zoe runs. And again, you know, I was back. I watched. I watched a ton this time. I watched a lot of shorts. And a few features, not as many features as I wanted to see. There was one 
for the documentary Fred Heads that I really wanted to see, but my schedule through the weekend kind of got out of whack. So I unfortunately didn't have time to make it to that screening on the Sunday of Horror Hound, but I really look forward to checking it out when it is finally released. And just like I did in my March Horror Hound recap, I'm going to kind of just go through my days. I went three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and Sunday was the lighter day of the three. Well, I say lighter. I still had interviews and other things I did that day, but as far as watches. Friday when I got in, I immediately went to watch a few movies, and this was part of what is called the Technological Terrors film block, and there were three shorts before the feature film that I saw, and everything that I'm going to talk about on this will be completely spoiler-free. I am not going to give anything away because a lot of these films and shorts you cannot see yet, or they haven't been released. They're still kind of touring festivals. Some had premieres at Horror Hound, but will be released later on. So the features I'll kind of dig into a little bit, but it'll be completely spoiler-free. And the shorts I'll just kind of touch on because I don't want to give much away because a lot of them are like they're short films. So I want you to kind of experience them. So like I said, the first block, Technological Terrors film block on Friday, I saw there were three shorts before the feature. The first short was called Welcome to Forever. And it's basically about a husband who died and it now is inside of a computer talking to his wife and it's a smart home. It was pretty interesting. The second one was called Luna and basically it is an Alexa that is possessed. And what's funny is, you know, I have Google homes all over my house and there have been times where Google just kind of starts talking. So seeing a, 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 a horror film about this is like, oh, it's a great concept because, you know, you freak out when your little smart device starts talking to you for no reason. <laughs> and the last short film is called Escalation. And it is basically one man in a house who is kind of fighting a possession that is in his body. So it's kind of like a Evil Dead 2 fighting his own arm. And I had a chance to sit down with the star writer, director of the short film Escalation, Christian. So let's jump into that and then I'll come back on the other side and finish up what I watched on this block. I'm here with Christian, basically the one-man show for the short Escalation, wrote, directed, starred, pretty much everything. And it's playing here at Horror Hound. Now, Christian, how is your experience at Horror Hound this year? Uh, it has been amazing so far. I have been touring Escalation, with Escalation uh, to festivals and cons. And I have to be honest, like Horror Hound has been quite a unique experience because the attention that is put on like the filmmakers and the thing that we get to do, the interaction we have to have with the audience and the public, the panels, we are always busy. There is no moment that you can just rest and chill. You watch a screening, go to a panel, interact with the audience, do Q&A, so it has been fantastic. Absolutely, I'm loving it. Now, Escalation, how, how did Escalation come about? Because the story is a man during COVID, basically in isolation, that kind of things go a little wild for him. I mean, how did you come up with that story? Uh, okay, let's say two things. Uh, 
inspiration came from when I was looking for help to make like my debut as director as a feature film, asking people that I'd helped before, and they all refused to help me. So I wanted to make a story when there is a very bad guy, them, and something happens to them, a sort of revenge, you know, get my revenge on screen to the bad people that don't care about others. So my character is like a, an egocentric, narcissistic, he's a bad guy. And the second thing that made me come up with the concept is that I could only count on myself, obviously, at the time. And I didn't have much budget, so one location and an invisible villain because I couldn't do any monster or any big prosthetic. And so Escalation came about, this guy during COVID stuck in his kitchen cooking. Something happens to him and he becomes his own enemy somehow. So I didn't, I didn't need any monster or any crazy special effects, just like very condensed Evil Dead 2 style Bruce Campbell performance. And that's about it. I will say anyone definitely look for Escalation. Where can we find Escalation or anything else that you have, you know, working on for the future? Uh, Escalation right now is still going to festival circuit, so it's not uh, public anywhere. So if you want to catch it, just check online the website www.escalationmovie.com. I keep it updated with all the screening, upcoming screenings. And for the future, I am planning another short film, which is horror sci-fi this time, very high concept, high budget. And then Escalation was born as a feature film, so I'm expanding that into the full feature film. Hopefully, in within a year or two, it's going to come out. Awesome. Thank you very much, Christian, for talking to me and enjoy the rest of Horror Hound. Yes, I hope I'll survive Horror Hound because things are intense, so many things to do. So thanks for having me, and I'm sure I'm having a blast if I survive the event. Again, I want to thank Christian for talking to me. It's always awesome getting to meet these independent filmmakers through the weekend of Horror Hound and getting to talk to them about you know, their processes of how they got this kind of everything off the ground and the process they're going through of showing this at festivals and just trying to, to get people to watch their films. So escalation out of the short films of this first block escalation was one of my favorites. I thought it was great. And honestly, make sure you, you look for this one. This is a fun one that would be great as a feature. There's a feature film within the film that I actually want to see that film because it was it was very intriguing. So the final thing I watched in that block on that first block on Friday was a feature film called Heebie-Jeebie TV. And this was an anthology film of sorts that kind of reminded me of something like Robot Chicken. Basically there are these television boxes that are they became like this big thing and they're sold out. Everybody has one on their TV and it's it's a lot of people flipping through the television. So you get a lot of fake commercials as you're going along and a lot of these commercials kind of return. And then there are these stories in between of different houses that have these boxes and things that happen to them. Like there's these two kids. That's kind of where it's, it, it, it starts out. Uh, you end up going to cut into a bunch of some news feeds sometimes. We got some commercials and then we'll go to some other people that have like a bug problem and they need to call an exterminator. And then there are a few other stories, but it's quite crazy. And at first I wasn't sure, but as the movie went along, I really got into it and, and had fun with it. Just it's silly there are times where I'm like, okay, let's move to the next story and it moves along quickly. Let's just say that. So watch for Hebe 
GBTV. All right, so after that one, I kind of hit the whorehound floor for a few because I always like to go see what the vendors have. So I kind of walk the floor to see the vendors, see which actors and celebrities that they have there to kind of see if there's anybody I want to try to talk to. And then I came back because it was time to watch some more features. And this was the one I was really excited. One of them that I was really excited for, for the weekend. And this is the feature creatures film block. There were two shorts and a feature. Uh, The first short was called midnight screams. And basically it is like a werewolf esque creature that is coming after a couple who is in a car. So it's, one quick location, two people in a car, and then a creature. And then there's one other person that they're calling on a radio. And this was a fun little creature trying to get the the people. It, I mean, it, it had some good blood and gore to it. And yeah, I'm not going to get too far into it, but watch for Midnight Screams. It was actually really fun. The second one was called The Order. And basically, this is a DoorDash delivery person who is called to do some stuff for like a a creature and you know, this, this order of people, they pay a lot of money to get things delivered for certain stuff. And I'm not going to give away what these things are that they're delivering or where exactly they're delivering them to. But I'll just say, look up the short film, the order. I was pretty entertained with it. And that took us to the feature film, one of the feature films that I was excited to see this weekend. And it was called Stranded. And it is a film co-written and directed by Sean Burkett, who is from Ohio. He lives a little north of where I am, kind of in the Dayton area. But this is a another a Sasquatch and a family dealing with the death of a parent uh, kids coming together and there is a Sasquatch in the woods and it's not as gory as you would think. The movie is much different than I thought it was going to be, which isn't a bad thing. But my brain, I was like, we're going to have this crazy Bigfoot Sasquatch blood fest. But that's not what we got. And at first I was like, huh, this is different. But then... I really got into it and really enjoyed the film. Afterward, I had a chance to sit down with Sean about his film, which, by the way, is an award-winning film at Horrorhound. It won Best Feature, and it won multiple other awards at the Horrorhound Awards on Saturday nights. But I got to a chance to sit down and talk to him, so we're going to jump into that, and then I'll come back on the other side. Hey, everybody. I am here to talk with Sean Briquette, the co-writer and director of the Whorehound award-winning feature film Stranded. So how has your experience at Whorehound been this weekend? So far, I mean, great. Every Whorehound's great. This one, I do have to say, kind of is a little more exciting. I wasn't expecting to win an award, let alone five. So uh, that that's pretty cool. This isn't your first time, you know, screening at at Whorehound, a feature. What was this time like compared to the last time you, you were here doing this? The last time was actually last September. And honestly, it feels like there's more 
involvement with the film festival, like more people are getting to know about the film festival. Because we had a great turnout that weekend. We actually had the biggest turnout of that weekend. But actually, they said that, well, as of Friday, we've, we had the biggest turnout as well for this weekend. But I noticed there were um, a lot more people, a lot more questions. It definitely seemed like people were getting to check out more of the film fest than, than normal. So that that was really awesome. With Stranded, now that it, I mean this was its premiere here, um, what what is next for it before uh, you know release wise conventions what whatnot? See, I'm hoping it gets released in like February, uh, but we do have a couple more festivals that we know it's screening at, and then we're waiting to hear back from eight to ten more festivals. Like, Horror Hounds, like, honestly was, like, for me. I, I even said this last night to my friends. I was like, fucking Ox- Oscar, I have this. I'm good. I don't need... This is... This was on my bucket list. So it's like, being an Ohio filmmaker and, like, being acknowledged by a festival that I've come to, like, personally and professionally for over a decade, it was like... This is nice. This is just amazing. What's next for you? I know you have Don't Fuck in the Woods 2 coming out soon and then Stranded. What's the future? Do you have other other projects in the works to come out in the future? And where can um, people kind of follow you and keep keep up on it? Um, currently, I'm working on a – and we've, we've been trying to do things kind of hush-hush – Versus like having an Indiegogo and do that kind of thing. So we've found some uh, private investors and we're currently working on um, a hybrid. I, I call it a hybrid film because part of it's found footage. Part of it is shot and edited like a documentary. And then part of it is shot like a real movie. But it's called Project Mothman. And well, it's all about Mothman. So that's what we're we're working on as well as Rob Collins is directing a film called Mr. Buzzkill and I actually play Mr. Buzzkill. So I'm like a we'll say a version of Leatherface that carries a gas-powered circular saw. And uh we're wrapping up that um I believe in October. So then we're hoping to have that ready for March Horror Hound and then start the festival circuit on that. So it's going to, the next year or two is going to be pretty busy. And where can people follow along, you know, follow you online on social media just to, to keep up on what's going on? Most of my things, uh, I know Twitter, Instagram, and I believe Facebook are all like at SM Burkett or SM Burkett 84, something like that. Um, or there's uh, Concept Media LLC. Uh, dot com where we post regular updates on there and you can see our store see um, all kinds of video footage and stuff on there well sean i want to congratulate you on the awards and on the new film and thank you again for talking to me and good luck with everything you have in the future thank you again congratulations to sean on the awards so keep an eye out for that at did it for the first day of horror hound I watched quite a few shorts, two features, so I went home, recharged for the second day because there was a few 
that I really wanted to see. There was one feature in particular that I wanted to see on Saturday, which I did get to see, thank goodness. But Saturday, I, I came in and immediately went to the screening room for the Killer Karma block, which only had one short in front of it, a short called Sorry. It was about a couple fighting about someone who disappeared and some crazy stuff, you know, and all these. It, <laughs> that, that could be, you know, a repeat that happens a lot. Some crazy stuff happens. Shocking. But <laughs> anyway, Sorry is a short film you should definitely go seek. I mean, all these short films, I don't think there was any of these short films that I watched over the weekend that I'm just like, oh my God, that was terrible. I don't, you shouldn't watch it. All of them I enjoyed. And there were a lot of them, obviously, that it's a short film. I mean, it's a it's an easy watch and, you know, some of them more enjoyable than others. Yes, but, you know, I, I like them. I like watching short films. All right. So that led into a feature afterward called They Wait in the Dark. And this is about a woman who has an adopted child who is on the run from her significant other as she is trying to track her down to get the child back. And there are some twists and turns along the way. This is a very dark, very dramatic film. It kind of slowly sets up to everything that you're going to get at the end of the movie. And you got to know going in that, you know, it's not going to be high tension horror this is this is a, a slower drama, a dark drama that sets up to some horrific things that happen at the end that there's some there's a, a twist with how this story goes that honestly, I did not 100 percent see coming. And that's what I like when a movie will do that for me, which this one did. So. I can definitely recommend They Wait in the Dark. So after that, I did a short block called the Super Scary Short Shorts. And these were short films that were all under, I believe, nine minutes. So they were shorter. And the first one I saw in it was called A Real Killjoy. And this was a zombie comedy about a woman kind of hanging out and there are some zombies coming after her that it was <laughs> quite funny. Some things that happen and it was just silly. So these short shorts, I don't want to dig too far into to them because they are very short. So the next one I watched was called Cole and Colette. This is a woman who has someone in the house. She's cleaning the house and she hears things and she thinks someone's in the house. So she's calling her boyfriend, and he's on his way home. He's like, I'll be there soon. And it all leads up to this twist in the end, which you kind of saw coming a little bit, but it was still well done. And look up Cole and Colette. This next one that I watched called Don't Go Hiking was very enjoyable. Uh, it basically, it is about someone who wakes up in the woods and someone they stumble across this lady and they're trying to help her out to find out what happened to her. I feel like this is a repeat. Some twists and turns happen. There are a few, especially at the end, there's a little something that you're like, Oh, okay, that's cool. Don't go hiking. And then I saw one called sweet dreams and it was about someone who 
in the dark, there is a entity that keeps coming at him and, you know, he's pulling the covers up and the entity is still within the dark. The last one I watched in this block was called The Book, Chapter 2, Quarantined. And it is about a kid who FaceTimes people and kind of has this possession face that he makes that does something to the person on the other side. Let's just say that. The book, chapter two. I don't know if there's a chapter one, but this one was pretty fun. And that led me to the feature film I was most excited to watch throughout the entire weekend. It was a sneak peek here at Horror Hound, and it's called Shaky Shivers. It is directed by Soon Kang, who, those of you, if you've ever watched the Fast and the Furious films... He is Han in the Fast and the Furious films, and he is also one of the Inquisitors in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, amongst many other things that he has done. But I was surprised at seeing that he directed this film, because everything that I have seen him in, it didn't particularly lead me to think, oh, he's kind of a, a horror guy. But this is a horror comedy full-on horror comedy. It's about werewolves and zombies and forest people and cults, and it's got a little of everything. And this movie is hilarious. This was probably my favorite film of the entire Horror Hound Weekend, Shaky Shivers. I just had an absolute blast with the film, and I cannot wait for it to get released because this is Definitely one that I'm going to add to my collection. Make sure to watch for Shaky Shivers. It is well worth the watch. Hilarious. So funny. So funny. So that did it for films on Saturday. After that, I attended the Horror Hound Filmmaker Awards, which stranded one best feature. A short film called Bug Bites won best short film, which is one that I wanted to see, but I didn't get a chance to make it to it. So I'm going to have to uh, look for that one so I could check it out. But after that, that kind of did it for that day at the Horror Hound on Saturday. You know, the Filmmaker Awards is always a fun time. And I got to hang out and talk to Charlie Chiodo from, you may know from Killer Clowns from Outer Space for a while at the awards. He was a super, super nice guy, and I had a blast. But that did it for Saturday, and we're going to roll into Sunday. There wasn't too much that I watched on Sunday. I went to some early shorts. The first one I watched was I-V-I-E-L-V, and it was very artsy. It was the one out of them that I was like, huh. Okay. I mean, it was very well shot, edited, everything else, but it was, it was just one of those that I was like, huh, this is, this is very interesting. And the next short after that was called Smile and is about a depressed woman who is needing to smile, basically. And it is, it was a pretty short film. Most of it was her like talking to her mom, being like, I, I just missed when you smiled and stuff like that. And, and, Something happens at the end. So the final film that I saw on Sunday was called Tim Travers and the Time Traveler's Paradox. This was written and directed by Stimson Sneed. 
And basically, it is about a man, Tim Travers, who is trying to figure out time travel and a paradox that keeps looping. And it is quite funny and quite original, I thought. And I really, really enjoyed it. Afterward, I had a chance to sit down with Stimson and talk about Tim Travers. So let's jump into that. I'll see you on the other side. All right, I am here with Stimson Sneed, the writer and director of Tim Travers and the Time Traveler's Paradox. And we're going to we want to talk about Horrorhound. How's your experience with Horrorhound been this weekend? I have been completely blindsided by Horrorhound. I've done a lot of film festivals this past year with Tim Travers. This is the first one I've been to that's a full-on convention and I'm going to Full disclosure, this is the first actual con I've been to since the pandemic. So I th- I think I ended up missing a lot of screenings of films because I just wanted to check out the Horror Hound con. And the best part is a filmmaker, and they don't tell you this, your VIP status. So like I was walking around Horror Hound this morning. I'm like, why is the place so empty? I'm getting to talk to all this. Le- why are all those people standing outside? Why aren't they? Oh, they're not allowed. Right. I'm very important. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I just wandered in and no one stopped me. <laughs> Tim Travers, is this your first screening at the convention with the short film? Yeah, first screening at Horror Hound, not just for the, for anything. I've never been to Horror Hound before. I'm familiar with the magazine and I knew there was a very popular convention. I didn't actually know there was also a film festival associated with it, which Oh, only downside is I've having to choose spend the entire last three days choosing between great festival shorts or the convention. I hate being forced to make that decision. That kind of that's a lose lose decision right there. And uh, Tim Travers, you know, the beginning said it was inspired by heavy drinking. Um, is is there anything else involved in the inspiration for your short? Okay, well that's incomplete. <laughs> It was inspired by heavy drinking, but to really do a film about time traveling that breaks down all the reasons that time travel doesn't work is you need to do it with particle physicists. Now, the trick to do that is to get really, really drunk with particle physicists. And what little you can remember of that you put into a script. So that's the trick. Get drunk with experts. That, that is literally, by the way, what inspired Tim Travers. So we, I was at this, um, I was at Boston Sci-Fi several years back, which okay. is another fantastic convention and a big sci-fi one. And there was like back to back, like these three time traveling films that were all awful. Like they absolutely awful. And because I was there with this project, uh, Spirit of Martian story that I had done with JPL and the Aldrin Foundation, I had a couple friends from MIT out to support me. And we're all just watching it and howling at how bad the stuff is. And then afterwards, we all got tanked together talking about time travel. And when I woke up the next morning, I had a loose outline for Tim Travers. Now, what's uh, what's next for Tim Travers? Is there more festivals that you're traveling to? Is it gonna release online for people to see, or what's what's the future look like for it? The future for Tim Travers is either very good or very very bad. Um, it's gonna be on the festival circuit for probably the next year still because there's still so many festivals it's gotten in that's coming up. But that's all kind of secondary. Honestly, the real future for Tim Travers is this coming uh, late fall between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We will be shooting the Tim Travers and the Time Travelers Paradox feature length movie based on the short. And that is going to become the new focus of everything Tim Travelers related. And the short will become, 
ideally a DVD special feature. I want to thank you for talking to me. I thoroughly enjoyed the short film. I thought it was just hilarious and fun. And where can people find you and kind of keep up with what's what, you know, Tim Travers and what's going on? Well, I have a very weird name. It's Stimson Sneed. But the advantages of having a weird name is I'm really easy to stalk. So if you just put Stimson Sneed into Instagram, you'll find me and one or two impersonators of me who still have lots of good pictures of me. I mean, if you're going to support an impersonator, I, I want to support my stalkers. I want to support my stalkers. They, they do good work. So, but yeah, Instagram's the main place to find me. They can also, folks can also find me through my website and just email me directly. The best thing, though, is to reach out if you want to reach out professionally is to either my publicist or through uh, my IM and all that's listed on my IMDb. Again, thank you very much for talking to me and I hope you enjoy the last little bit left at Horror Hound this weekend. I am frankly going to stop being a film attendee for the next two hours before everything ends and go be a shameless nerd who hasn't had a chance to go to a convention in two and a half years. <laughs> Again, I want to thank Stimson for talking to me, and I look forward to a Tim Travers feature film, which he talked about a little bit there in the interview. So that did it for Horror Hound overall for me. There are three short films that I watched after the fact that the filmmakers sent me a link for that I watched. One is called Cupcake, and it is a horror comedy about a mystery with a cupcake that is that kills people and not an actual cupcake, like eating the cupcake and this mystery behind it and what's going on. It is quite funny. Highly suggest cupcake. The next one is called white eyes and it was a proof of concept for a feature film, which after watching this short, I was like, I kind of want to see the story behind all of this and why this is happening and what's going on. So I'm all for a feature film for White Eyes. And the last one was called The Little Things. And basically it is a Airbnb that has little creatures live in the basement. And some things happen to this guy while he is there. But look up The Little Things. But overall, that was Horror Hound Part 2, as I could say, in 2022. Because I went in March. I cannot wait to head back to Horror Hound next March to check out more of the horror films and everything else. I love watching the horror movies at Horror Hound. They have a Horror Hound Rewind coming up in a few a couple weeks to where you'll be able to see some of the panels, which I missed all the panels. And there are some of the shorts and features that you can watch on demand, some on demand, some are on a schedule, but you'll be able to watch some of those. Anybody who's into indie horror, I would definitely recommend doing the Horror Hound Rewind. It's only $10 for an entire weekend, and you get to watch some movies, watch some shorts, watch some panels that were there, and kind of get what some of that Horror Hound experience is. Definitely go to Horror Hound Weekend com, And it'll give you a link to the rewind. Before I go, I'm going to do a quick little at home recommendation. As I've said the last few episodes, I am in the middle of 150 days of horror. Myself and Drew from the Real Feels podcast and a few other people, including one of our patrons, Nerdvert. He is also doing taking part of this 150 days of horror. 
which we started back in June. And we are doing 150 horror movies in 150 days. So there are a lot of my watches that are very horror specific. So majority of my watches in general will be horror movies. This week, I just rewatched through the Jeepers Creepers series. I had only seen the first and second one, but I have not seen them since they came out in 2001 and 2003. So it'd been a long time since I watched them. And there's a new film, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, coming out. So I was like, I'm going to revisit the series and watch part three, which I never saw. And one and two hold up. They're very enjoyable kind of creature films. The third one slips quite drastically. It takes place in between one and two and came out 15 years after the, you know, these, these films set in between and it just, the quality of the film dropped drastically. And it was definitely the third one is not nearly, not nearly as good as Jeepers Creepers and Jeepers Creepers 2. Another one that I watched recently is called When the Screaming Starts, which you can stream on Screambox. And if you head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the cinema guys, I sat down with the director of the film, Connor Baru. So you can go watch that interview over there. And the last one is a film that was recommended by one of the listeners of the show. Shout out to Duncan, who said I should watch FDR American Badass. Now, this movie is ridiculous. Let's just say that. Barry Bostwick plays FDR, and he is in a war against werewolves. So basically, during World War II, the Nazis... So the Germans, the Japanese, and Mussolini, and it, <laughs> they're all werewolves. So he is in this battle against them, and it is absolutely ridiculous. I had fun watching it. I'm not sure if I'd go back to it. I think it would be a great film to watch with a group of people, for sure. Just know that it is ridiculous, ridiculous. And the last one on my list is X. I rewatched it this week. It is one of my favorite horror films of the year. I cannot wait to go see Pearl, which is the prequel to X. There will be a sequel called Maxine that is coming out later. So this could be a great trilogy once it is finished. Well, that will do it for this Brad-only episode of The Cinema Guys. Thank you. Everyone who listens, who subscribes, who follows us, everything. Like, we love doing this show and have so much fun. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to the show or go to wearethecinemaguys.com. You can get links to everything, all our social media. You can see what live events we have coming up. We have a couple screenings, including one with Greg Sestero at The Esquire to show his new film, Miracle Valley as well as the Asbury Shorts Festival, which will be playing next Thursday, the 29th, at the Woodward Theater. 
But we will be back soon with a brand new episode. All three of us, not just me, Justin and the Cinemaiden will be back with me. And until next time, maybe we will see you at the movies. Line in the forest. Sound like any animal I've ever seen.